Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. And today is such an exciting episode because we have our first guest of Killing Time. And who better to be our first guest than this guy? You may know him as the lead guitarist in a band called The Main. You may know him from all of his beautiful work that he does producing our podcast. Or if you're me, you may know him as your sweet, sweet boyfriend, Jerry. You may also know him as my partner, <laughs> Jared. <laughs> the number one Google search result. Yes. yes. Jared. Next to Alexis Linklater. Yeah. Jared Monaco, Alexis Linklater boyfriend. Alexis's boyfriend. Hi, guys. Happy to be here. <laughs> Welcome. Big to, fan. Welcome, Jared. Big How do you feel about being our first guest? I feel yeah. honored. Long, again, long time listener. <laughs> It's first time my, guest. Kind of my job, but second yeah. time guest. <laughs> I probably second would. time guest. That's right. Yeah. The, yeah. It's good to be back. We're, we're glad to have you. Thanks for having me back. Um, we're actually going to probably have you for a few episodes. I think so. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm leaving. And no, because you're going. Jack's designated driver. Yeah. Too. That's another yeah, yeah. one of your titles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got to get one you of your home titles. <laughs> While I drink many Aperol spritzes, Jared can drive me home at the wee hours of the night because it always takes us way longer than we think to record these fucking episodes. So true. <sighs> I'm here for it. I'm ready. Thank you. All right, Billy, before we get into the episode, we got to know, what is the day today? What is the dark day that we are celebrating or not celebrating? celebrating. This is the anti-celebration. Today is June 3rd, and this, in 1943, June 3rd was the start of the Zoot Suit Riots. Ooh. Oh. I don't know much about the Zoot Suit Riot. All right. Give us a... So here's what happened. Now... Zoot suits were. Do you know what zoot suits were? Right, they were. I know about Zoot Woman, and and I know that song Zoot Suit Riot. I mean Zoot Suit Riot. A Cherry smash hit. Daddies. A smash, smash hit. hit. But there's mm-hmm. also a band called Zoot Woman, and I was like, it oh, is? there is one. It's okay. not the same thing that does Zoot Suit Riot. But tell me, and maybe I'll. Okay. Well, I know what a zoot suit is. It's a very large suit. <laughs> yes, oversized. Oversized suit. Now in with, the nineteen 19- with very shiny shoes. Yes. Now in the 1940s, it was. This weird thing that people had that it was unpatriotic to wear those suits because they were um, rationing everything. And it's just like you're wearing too much clothing. Too much fabric. Too much fabric. So these pricks, uh, these 11 sailors, they get off a bus in downtown L.A. and they they spot some Mexican-Americans wearing these zoot suits and then they attack them. Mm. And then this starts a whole thing because – that happens, and then the next day, all these other sailors go and come in a convoy 
from probably Long Beach or something like that where they were stationed, they come up here and they were just like, we're going to attack anybody with a zoot suit. And I'm going to read from Wikipedia here. Uh, During the next few days, thousands of servicemen and residents joined the attacks, marching abreast down streets, entering bars and movie houses, and assaulting any young Mexican-American males they encountered. In one incident, sailors dragged two zoot suiters on stage as a film was being screened, stripped them in front of the audience, and then urinated on their suits. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm speechless. But the, um, and here's the thing no soldiers were ever charged or arrested, but of course they arrested a lot of the Latinos. This has, has became such a, a thing that activists like Malcolm X and, and Cesar Chavez actually pointed to it as like this was their inspiration into getting into political activism. Wow. That's so interesting. I'm into it. I did not know the history behind the zoot suit. I want to understand the significance of the big suit. Is it because they can hide things in it like a gun or a bag? No. It was just fashion. No. Yes. There's got to be some practicality element here. No. Because it just looked... But a, have you, a loose suit does not look good. You know what? Have you have you seen like the fashions in the 80s and 90s? There yeah, was a lot of loose stuff any, going on. What other lo- what loose stuff? I remember just lots loose, of tight things. Loose sweatpants, loose jeans. I, I mean, love that was a, a thing. loose. Yes, I love a loose jean or a sweatpant. Obviously, I wear things that are way too big for my body, but a suit. Mm, ill-fitted suit is just ill-fitted no suit. It's not ill-fitted. It was actually made to, you know, David Byrne. And uh, I was just going to say, oh, David, David Byrne. Byrne <laughs> Stop making sense. That big suit is like one of the coolest things yes. I've ever seen. I yeah, wanted, that probably I, killed the zoot suit at the end was of the day. It like, Dude, yeah, were the, was the style like hammer pants baggy, or were they just like straight leg, straight wide leg? I well, want to understand. It, it, it was more the the, uh, the the breast of the suit. The, 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 I think it was a double-breasted suit, and it was just very large. You know. Oh, okay. Zoot and listen, as somebody that didn't understand tailoring until he was like 40 years old, yeah. uh, because I always bought stuff that just, oh, the sleeves fit, so then I buy an extra large. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm, I'm like a larger medium. I had medium. the same problem. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> discovering tailoring, I don't know why game it takes changer. everybody so long, game but it is changing. game changer. You know what? If, if you learn anything from, from this, this, podcast, episode, this podcast, it's that. get a tailor, especially those that are... Um, uh, tall. It'll make you feel like a million bucks. It really does. Like oh you, you'll wonder why you hate all your clothes until you get them tailored. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Love it. All right. Well, now we've got some bitching to do. Oh shit! I'm ready. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead guilty or not guilty? Okay, so this is on the stand where each of us are bringing a subject, an object, I don't know, whatever we want, uh, an idea, a theory to the stand. We're either prosecuting it or defending it. And then the other three of us now are going to vote if it's guilty or not guilty. Jared, did you bring something on the stand? I'm not going to put you on the spot right now. I mean, I got, I got a few ideas bouncing around my head. They're not really fleshed out, but nothing I ever think <laughs> okay. about ever is. So. <laughs> I could go, but maybe you guys should go no, first. No, no, I was just wondering if you're prepared, if we're going to include you in on the stand. I'm ready. Okay. I'm, well, I'm game. Um, I'm going to go first, actually. I'm going to kick this off. I'm so ready. So on the stand today is the word fuck. Ooh. So we've gotten some complaints about the first degree, about, honestly, only mine and Alexis's use of the word fuck. Not Billy. Not Billy, of course. Only only the gals of the group of are getting shit for it. I'm going to read a few reviews that we have gotten that have been posted in our Facebook group. One review says, language. I've been listening to this podcast for a while, but recently have been completely turned off by the F-bomb being used so much. Glad there are a ton of 
glad there are a ton of other choices. This group seems way too immature for my taste. Mm-hmm. Another review. Good, but could be better. I love the content, but hate the foul Landons. Really disappointed that it is mostly from the quote-unquote ladies. You can really get your point across without using the F word, I promise. So, I love the word fuck. There's so much wrong with, the, with this. There's so much wrong with this. Number one, it's only pointed at me and Alexis. Number two, you're listening to a show about murder, and so you're <laughs> fine with that. Disembodied, disemboweled, gratuitous language all abound. Yes. But the word fuck is offensive to you, yet you're here to discuss and murder. hear about morbid things, and it just sounds very hypocritical. <laughs> it's just a, it's an odd choice. And we fought long and hard with, um, our partners into letting us stop bleeping out our curse words because I feel like it's distracting when you hear the bleep, the beep when we're talking, and we only really use the word fuck when we're it's for emphasis. Impassioned. It's for impact. We're not using it in an offensive way. So I'm here to defend the word fuck. Okay, this is not um a debutante podcast. This is not a podcast <laughs> where Jack and I talk about being a lady or talk about. Being ladylike, or it offends me that I'm put in a box like that. Because honestly, yeah. it's like I want to do everything Billy does. I want to do things men do. I don't give a shit. And Billy curses too, but people seem to overlook it. Um, <laughs> it's it's sexist to say things like that. And I think it women is. need to Google it and look up what that means. Like if you are coming at Jack or I for not being quote unquote ladylike, this is your free podcast. You just don't have to listen. Love you, but like free the fucks. (laughs) Free the fucks is all I have to say. Yeah, I think for me, you know, and this is this is something that came out of journalism because I started out in alternative journalism. So it was we could curse. Oh. Except in a headline. Can never use fucking a headline, but we could curse. Interesting. But I remember writing and then cursing a little bit too much. My editor is saying it's a little, it's too easy. You're, you're going for the easy thing. It's like mm. Seinfeld mm. says this, actually. He says that, that using the F word, it's like, it's like a Corvette. And when you think about Corvette, it's shiny and stuff like that, but it's a shitty car. It's a guy that collects like 20 Porsches or whatever the fuck that he mm. has. Mm-mm. Yeah, so, good use there you of go. fuck, though. He did one. He just did one. Yep, mm-hmm. I see what I did there. But, you know, so if it comes out in natural conversation, and, it, and if it's something that is so, you're so impassioned about it, it is incredibly effective. Yes. But um, it's, you know, but the thing is, is that I think it is so effective that it should be used uh, sparingly only when you really want to get your point across. I do. I, I absolutely mm-hmm. agree. And we do do that. However, we're being called out on the, the number of times that we do it. Yeah. I just, I don't respond well to people trying to censor me. Um, Discovery Plus, where Billy and I are, are our show is, our podcast is, they let us use the word fuck on TV. On, Love it. And it's a streaming service. They let us use the word fuck on a premium podcast like Unraveled Long Island Serial Killer. No one's forcing anyone to listen to anything. It's a word we all know. Like if you clutch your pearls at fuck, then you should look at the mirror because maybe murder is not your thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very ironic within the the context of the content of our episodes. Yes. It would be one thing if we were like teaching an etiquette podcast. Yes. And then look for the merch that is going to say fuck. 
don't listen if murder's not your thing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, not a bad idea for a shirt. <laughs> I mean, I had fuck on many, many a Jack many a, t-shirts many back a, in the day. I love it. Okay, so what do we think? Fuck, guilty or not guilty? Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Fuck. Wait, Jared, weigh in on this. What um, about music in the word fuck? I mean, when I, you know, when I was younger, the goal was to get the explicit content sticker on. Yeah, the record, you on want the that cover Snoop Dogg sticker. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it used to be. I mean, I, I think it used to be like a badge, but now it's like it's it's so com- I think it's been it's so common now, and I think people are so used to it. I, I mean, I re- really really remember like alternate versions of songs like growing up and like. Well, now, even I mean, the most famous song with "fucking it" is CeeLo's song. Yeah, you know, and when yeah. you change it to, it's so refreshing to hear that song when it's yeah. like right t- driving like, downtown with the girl I know. And I'm like, Fuck you. And then you hear the radio version. It's like, forget you. Oh, and you're you're like, like, this is, has not the same meaning no. anymore. Oh, yeah. It's nice when they finally, like, it's that, that, like, reveal when you finally get to, like, just enjoy it. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think it's a powerful word, but I also don't, I don't take really anything super serious. And I, I feel like people shouldn't. Do you have any, are there any songs in the main that have, have the absolutely. word? There's yeah. gotta be. Uh, <laughs> there's gotta be. He doesn't know the lyrics to his I own I said songs. absolutely there's gotta be. So not guilty. I'm saying not guilty. Not guilty, not friends. Guilty. Great. Okay. Alexis, what's on the stand for you today? Okay. So this is something I saw um, last week. There was a news article about a woman who got into a fight with her roommate and lit the house on fire. And she basically sat in the front yard as the house went up in flames and uh, sat in a folding lawn chair and was reading a book or a newspaper and just watching the house burn. Okay. But like so casual about it and so uh, smug about it and just like, yeah, I'm watching my house burn. It's no big deal. And in the ratings, uh, in the comments under posts about this article, people are sort of like egging her on. Like, yeah, like you stand up for yourself or all right, like this woman's badass or whatever. And then you keep reading and you learn that firefighters had to rescue someone from the basement because the house was going up in oh flames. Oh, my God. Because someone was calling for help. Um, so I'm going to say she's charged with mur- attempted murder and oh. arson. Oh. You know, people are taking this very lightly. And I think she's a sociopath. So my whole thing here is that I think she's guilty. Yeah. Where some people are sort of going um, counterculture and supporting her because it's such a bold move. But, and also, I think it's just, it'd be a funny meme. I think people are just sort of doing like, ooh, mood. Like, this is how bad of a bitch I am. Like, this is how, this is fuck with me and see what happens. And I'm just like, no, this isn't nice. Um, Talk to your roommate. Use your (laughs) interpersonal communication skills. I'm sure, like, you could come up with a chore schedule. Like, I'm sure... Have, uh, you know, add $30 each to the rent. Have a cleaning person come in. Like, I'm sure there's a way do, better than this. Do we know what the argument was about? Or that is not information that has been that shared? That is not information that's been shared. But um, I, we're going to play a little bit of audio right now from people who are filming oh. and uh, spectating. So it's pretty funny. So stand by for that. Oh, my God. I actually can't believe this. And she's just chilling back. Like, yeah, I'm watching this go down. Oh. Oh my God. This is this is now turned into a serious, serious thing. Get out of the house! It's on fire! 
Get out of the house! Uh, I wonder what she's reading. Like, is it erotic fiction? Like, she can't pull herself away from it? I mean, I didn't know when you were explaining it earlier that the person that they rescued was her roommate. Yeah. So she actually tried to kill her roommate. This isn't like a funny ha-ha sort of, we're all out of the house. Like, she... It, it, that is attempted murder. According to the indictment, <laughs> at least. Here's my question. What's worse? The person sitting and watching the burning house or the person sitting and filming the person sitting and watching the burning house? So if house? you keep watching, though, they actually run in. Like, uh, they try to. They do try yeah. to help. I mean, your first your, your first instinct, especially now, the way that we're, which is which is a good thing because there's so many screwed up things in the world, is to, is to take out your phone right. Right. and start recording. Uh, then the second instinct is like, nobody, if you see that nobody else is coming, you go and help. Yeah, this woman is. Uh, if if the indictment is, is true, which it seems like it is, um, attempted murder. Don't like it. She's guilty. Uh, guilty. Guilty yeah. as cool. hell. So, this is something that I want to put on the stand. I don't know where I I land on it. Oh, but still and it's undecided. Very, it's very controversial. Sein- it's very Seinfeldian. It's also it's a great when you are unsure about something and you're being pushed and pulled in different yes. directions. It's a great time to bring it on the stage. Okay. Get some insight. Yeah. Calling someone without texting them first. Mm. Depends on who it is. Mm-mm. Depends on who so, it is. Well, give us, what's your backstory? I, th- th- you know what? I was just sort of thinking about um, the phone and how we, we interact. When you get a, a lot of people, particularly of a younger generation, really see a phone call as... A threat. As a threat, as a intrusion of privacy, give me a heads up. Please text me first before you're going to actually call me so I can decide whether I actually want to talk to you. Yes. Now, growing up um, uh, myself, and you guys were there too. I'm not that much older than you. Where mm, you yeah, had- you mm, 15 years. That'd be 14, <laughs> but okay. But okay. You, 15 from me. You're splitting hairs. Okay. But um, so you've got- 16 from Jared. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> But you know what? When somebody called, when you got a phone call, when the phone rang, yeah. that was a treat. That was like, who's on the phone? I you don't know. It. You don't know who it was. And now, oh my god! And there was no caller ID back in the day. Yes. How terrifying! You didn't know and then who it could have been. You answered, and then if it's like your creepy uncle Greg, you just have to continue to talk to them. Hi, to Uncle them. Greg. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you didn't know who it was. That you know the the. The technology, the one thing that technology has done for all the great things that it has done, it has destroyed any sense of mystery uh, yeah. in our lives. I love it. I don't want that. Mis- I, have enough, mystery, I have enough fucking yeah, fears. Mystery brings me great anxiety. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I want to know exactly what I'm dealing with. I don't want any personal mystery. Nope. Absolutely not. We talk about mystery because it's not connected to us whatsoever, but a personal... No, like, ooh, what disease could I have when I'm old? Like, let's do a genetic test so I can prepare or financially not burden my children. Um, like, I don't want any mystery. None. Sadly, death is the ultimate mystery. Yes. You know? But because so many people do it that I'm actually not afraid of it because it's like, everyone, make, everyone makes it look really easy, frankly. What, death? Yeah. Except for those who don't. But, yeah. you know. No, I, our- I want to respond to this. Okay, go. So, I think... <laughs> It depends on who it is. I, if I call Jack without a text, she knows to 
call me back because it's probably like, wow, Alexis, she never does this. She either wants to tell me good news or tell me bad news or tell me something super juicy, like something, some tea. Like I never do it. So she knows it's good. So she's probably excited. Frankly, when she sees my missed call. Yeah. You too. I call you without texting you mm-hmm. all the time. And you'd be like, you probably have the same feeling. What? How bad is it or how good is mm-hmm. it? What about a, so you have your core friends. Yeah. Or your like core uh, work yes. connections. Uh-huh. Then what about like the next level? No, I email or text first. Yeah. Like but what if, if one of them called you? Then what would you feel? Well, they Intrusive. Do, they do that. So I, I'm getting a separate phone for first degree people, by the way, just so you guys know. On our company card, just heads up. Um, but well, <laughs> I'm sorry, we have to because I get literally. First of all, love you guys. All the worst phone calls come to my phone. I need that to go somewhere else. Plus, I text with all of our interviewees, which are great. Oh mm-hmm. yes. But our inner because I'm like, hey, text me. We'll coordinate a time to talk. So there's been 150. So like everybody has access to my phone, which is great. Here for it. But the thing is, is that some people just call. Either way, I'm voting. Guilty? Because I don't want people to do that. No. Text first. It is an intrusion. An I'm, intrusion. I'm going to say not guilty. Just do it. Do you want me to call I you? I kind of like go, it. It's yeah. kind of bold. All right. I'm changing my mind. I say not guilty. I say do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of a grand gesture. You know what? Yeah. We need, we need more communication. And texting, a lot of times... This doesn't work because you can't. There's a lot of nuance. Well, Not guilty, and it's disconnected. Wow, you really changed your mind, right? Because I kind of like it. Like you know, yeah. Call I'll, someone you care about today. Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> oh, let them get away nice. from you. Don't text. Don't give them the opportunity to not text you back. Mm-hmm. Get them on the <laughs> horn. Confront them. Trap them. Trap them. Right. Trap them. And then Trap them in a conversation them. they don't want to have. <laughs> Trap them and then talk at them. Yeah. You yeah. know what? It's gonna be not guilty for me being the caller. Can I? Yes, fine. Make <laughs> that caveat. It's not how it works. Yes, you okay. can. Yeah. There's I'll a say, stipulation here. Yes, I'll say not guilty. But those who are listening that know me, don't call me. All right, well, when we come back, it is time for true crime in real time. A new segment that you're going to learn all about when we're back. Everybody loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. So it's going to take you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. I'm really feeling this because Lex and I both are really like into Gatsby stuff right now. So I am loving the vibe of this game. And you're going to step into the role as June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. It's perfect for all of the firsties out there. There's mystery, danger, and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. And you can customize your very own luxuries estate state island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Okay, so listen, we are busy ladies over here on The First Degree, and when I have a moment of free time, I don't want to spend it grocery shopping. I want to spend it rotting on the couch and watching reality TV, and that is why I love Thrive Market. So Thrive Market is a go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to my doorstop is such a a huge 
time saver. So Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They actually restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So you can go on their website and use their filters to suit any of your lifestyle needs. If you're allergic to a certain ingredient, if you just don't want to have it in your life, that's why Thrive Market is so awesome. So whether you're looking for organic snacks for your kids or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. I love this so much because I don't want to read every ingredient when I go to the grocery store. It's so easy to do it online, honestly, when I'm rotting on the couch. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash first for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash first. Thrivemarket.com slash first. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, no cooking, or cleanup needed. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Get started today and get after your goals. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. For me, I was really struggling to get enough protein. I always do. But Factor's meals are protein-packed, and they're so good. And it's so easy when I'm slammed busy working in the middle of the day to just have lunch right there, not needing to do anything, except heat it up. Head to factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 and use code DEGREE50 to get 50% off. That's code DEGREE50 at factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 to get 50% off. Okay, so True Crime in Real Time is a brand new segment when we're kind of bringing you the... Well, you know what? I should actually let Billy describe this because this is his segment. So go ahead, Billy. (laughs) We're bringing you the latest true crime news. Not necessarily the biggest true crime stories, but the stories that we've all shared in our personal uh, uh, text messaging group. In real time, if you say. Well, and also just there has been, you know, a lot of articles that have been shared in our Facebook group that we are like, oh, shit, we got to talk about this. And this is where crimes are unfolding sort of in front of our eyes, Mm -hmm. where they haven't had resolve yet. So it's something to discuss sort of as the conclusion approaches eventually. So before Billy gets into his true crime in real time, I have a fun little anecdote (laughs) It's not an anecdote at all. I just have a fun fact. Okay. That one of our firsties shared in the first degree Facebook group. So do you guys remember the song Fastball the Way? Yes. No. Great uh, song. Great song. Left before the sun came Melted up that day. Yeah. Wait, what is, um, uh, how does the chorus go? I'll auto tune that. That was so horrible. Nothing like late 90s. The worst time for music ever. Probably horrific. That sounded good. And I'm sure everybody listening probably turned the volume down a little bit. So. The song Fastball the Way. One of our firsties shared this in the Facebook group. So it has a morbid, true crime adjacent theme to the song. Meaning? Yeah. Can I explain the whole Please. premise of the song? Okay. So front man of Fastball, Tony Scott. 
Galzo came up with the idea for the song after reading articles which described the June 1997 disappearance of an elderly married couple, Leela and Raymond Howard. So they left their home one day to attend this Pioneer Day. It was a fiddling festival. Where did they live? They lived in Salado, Texas. Mm -hmm. And they left to go to this festival in Temple, Texas. I guess it's around there. But Leela has had Alzheimer's and Raymond recently recovered from brain surgery. But they're like, we're going to go we're going to drive ourselves to this festival even though you know they were dealing with some aging issues sure they were discovered two weeks later dead at the bottom of a ravine near hot springs arkansas hundreds of miles off their intended route so the song's lyrics revolve around this older married couple and they decided to leave their life behind packing their things and going driving without telling their children about their plans at all. Wow. Like their kids had no idea where they were going. They just left for this festival. Their car breaks down during the trip, forcing them to continue by foot. And the chorus expresses the idea that the idea that the couple are achieving happiness by losing touch with the world, even though they may never see home again. Wow. Did the you ever think it was that deep? Nope. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Like it's so. It's so funny, the songs that we remember, especially from our past, that you just sing the lyrics to, having Mm -hmm. no idea. Like, Foster the People, Pumped Up Kicks, Mm -hmm. was about Columbine. Yeah. And people are just singing that songs at parties, like, having no idea whatsoever. It's such a poppy song. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Fastball, The Way. I never had any idea that I had such a morbid theme. All right, Billy, let's get into true crime in real time. Yes. All right. So, the most hated woman in America is... Casey Anthony. And she allegedly got into a bar fight with a woman over a man they both dated. First of all, she's going out in public. Like she's oh, yeah. she's out like I think she's out and about integrated in the world. She's she, cash about it. Also about, interesting that that's what the fight was over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not like child murderer with yeah. like a sw- a swing and a miss. It's yeah. like no no no, you you're fighting over a man. Okay, sweetie, if you're fighting over a man with Casey Anthony, you need to up your standards. <laughs> like you don't want that man. Yeah, you a man that, that is man. also choosing to date Casey Anthony. There is there is a lot of issues to unpack there. So apparently, the woman uh, Anthony actually called the police. She did. She did, and said this woman poured a drink on her at a bar called. O'Shea's Irish Pub. If I had a dollar for every time someone spilled a drink on me or intentionally dumped a drink on me, <laughs> I'd be a rich woman. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty rich that she called the police Yeah, on, how, in a situation like that. That is. And then just got, you know, completely free out of fucking yeah. murder. Yeah. So, it, so police, I'm reading this from uh, People Magazine, by the way. People responded to the bar. Our police responded to the bar and interviewed both women. Anthony described the the woman who uh, whose name is Thelma Moya as Thelma an Moya. as an Ooh. arch nemesis. Oh my arch god! Nemesis? Classic. Like, in quotes, <laughs> who was once her friend before they dated the same man? And it's uh, you have you have millions of arch nemeses. That, that's the thing with with this woman. Dude, is an that arch you're the most nemesis. You're telling the cops this. I can't believe an adult woman has one of those. Yes, I don't have one. I actually do want to know the backstory behind this. I need to know, did Casey date him first? Did this, did Thelma? Thelma also, honestly, what was her last name? Moya. Thelma Moya sounds a little bit like a fake name, a little bit like Zanny the Nanny. Whoa. Sounds like maybe you made it up. Zanny the Nanny. I don't know. Well, you want to hear more? It's good because this is going to be turned into a reality show on Lifetime. Is it really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, God. No, I, I, I totally bought that. Though. I honestly wouldn't put it past uh, more of a TLC show. Sure. But. Bad Gals Club, similar, yeah. like adjacent. 
Okay. So that was the that was the first big one. Now the second one is a lot sadder. Body of missing man found in a Spanish dinosaur statue. Where is it? It is in a suburb of Barcelona. That is so strange. And it's inside of like an is it the equivalent of like a LACMA museum? And for those who don't know, LACMA was, yeah, yeah. they've got like tar pits. It's like Dinosaur centric. Oh, it was where the dinosaurs roamed, and where they sunk into the tar. Yes, apparently. So it's a big, it's a big dinosaur, dinosaur like structure. Is it papier mâché? <laughs> I'm sorry, pa- papier mâché. Papier mâché. <laughs> yes, and in fact, a father and son noticed a smell emanating from the Ooh. papier mâché figure. Was it? Yes. Is paper mache? Yeah. I knew it. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you read the article. No, I didn't. I just wow. guessed. Okay. I'm sorry. Wait, paper mache can withstand like an I mean, outside. Well, they coat o- it. Only for so long. They coat it with like that Mod Podge stuff. All I remember. Gallons, with buckets. Pa- paper mache would put it around like a balloon. Oh, my they God. They glaze it. Properly so, done papier mache can be anything. Withstand <laughs> the weather. Sure. Harsh weathers of Barcelona. With a waterproof glaze. Interesting. Now, here's what happened. Local media reported that the man has come from the BBC, by the way. They didn't name him, but he was trying to retrieve a cell phone that he dropped oh, no. inside the statue. And no one knew? He then fell inside the statue and was left trapped upside down, unable to call for help. Oh, my, oh my God. God. And he was alone when he did this? So That it was a so senseless freak accident. Sad. Oh, my gosh. I didn't. Zero malice whatsoever. Like that's just tragic. Yeah. Just I sad. hate accidents like that. They're, those are the most terrifying things you hear about. Where it's like, just getting your cell phone that you dropped. Mm-hmm. Oh, so God, that poor guy. Oh, oh my gosh, rest in peace. That's awful. I yes. feel so bad for his family. Last one, Lori Vallow, <laughs> who probably is the second most hated woman. She in might America. be the first most hated woman at this point. Yeah, a little bit worse. Well. You know, yeah. Well, two children and an ex-wife of her husband. Yeah. So, and her probably her ex-husband and her brother's dead too. So everyone <laughs> and who el- who knows who else? who knows how many more? Yes, fucking psychopath. So she's been found unfit to stand trial for the case of uh, killing her two children. Insane. God, you guys, this is something that has come up a lot, like in the last few days for me, and like stuff I'm looking into right now. It's fucked up. There's this thing called the halo effect. Halo effect is when attractive people Mm. receive favorable Mm. court outcomes and people can't really understand it. But if you look at the attractiveness of people coupled with, you look at the attractiveness of people against their sentencing, against their trial outcomes, overwhelmingly attractive people get favorable outcomes. They don't get acquitted always, but it's just... Anyone else would not have gotten, they would not have been found unfit. Mm-hmm. She is so not crazy. I know. She's like, when she was in Hawaii, she was like a, being accosted by reporters. She's having cohesive conversations with her friends, trying to cover up. She's conspiring. She's manipulating. She's lying. And she knows the difference between right and wrong. So, like, it's just so disheartening because she's. A beautiful woman, and that's why she's getting this outcome. It reminds me, there were some audio recordings of when uh, her kids had gone missing, and the police kept going to her house, being like, where, where, are, your kids? where are your kids? And she literally talked her way Flirts. out of everything. She's such to a To the flirt. fact that I think after one of these meetings, the police were like, 
so sorry for bothering you. Like, please, we totally get it. Like, Like, we get it. It's like she is so manipulative that she can manipulate the shit out of these cops. I'm sure she's manipulating the shit out of the judge or whoever it is to, and God knows how she's. I mean, she's a fantastic actor. So if she is now pretending to be whatever way that she is. The the thing is, is that I don't think she's having like religious delusions. I think she's similar to a Charles Manson follower, right? Like where they're delusional because they decided to believe in a person, but that's how she is with uh, Chad Daybell, her, her husband. Like she's not incompetent she understands what murder is she's it's just fucking baffling it's so upsetting because her children i mean you see her moving bodies out of a storage unit on surveillance she's not so casually she's competent to get married she's competent to do all this other stuff but not to be held accountable okay classic so those are the three stories that we have for true crime in real time when we come back we're going to hear about the worst things that all of you have done. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today you are a horrible person what's the worst thing you've ever done all right all you naughty ladies and gents doing the (laughs) naughtiest things and confessing here to your podcast bffs i am here for it i have to tell you i listened to like 30 of them today being like what do i want to delve into now we have so many that you have to so many and i love you guys so much for being so candid and honest about your dirty dirty deeds because we all have them Mm -hmm, and i want them because we want to make you feel better about them Mm -hmm. lex where can they call in to send their dirty deeds well jacqueline if our listeners want to call in and leave us a voicemail confessing their naughty naughty worst deeds they can call us at 323-539-3516 we're actually not going to give you the email option anymore because we want voice notes and we're getting so many calls that now we don't need to slum it with emails we don't need to read them off yeah Yeah. so we uh send us your stuff we'll make you feel better about it i promise so we're going to start with our first one stand by hi guys this is jen from the uk um okay so worst thing i've ever done so I suffer really badly with psoriasis, like quite a lot of the body. Um, was out shopping one day and there was this child playing up so awfully terribly. And she came up and kept pointing at me and going, uh, uh, what's the matter with you? That's disgusting. So me being maybe not in the best frame of mind that day, decided I would um, tell her that I'd caught my skin condition from a game of tag and then as she continued to play up I just walked past her touched her on the shoulder and said you're it and walked out and all I could hear in the background was this little kid screaming thinking that she caught psoriasis from a game of tag possibly a little bit too horrible nasty but I thought I'd share thanks bye 
Whoa, yes. <laughs> oh my God. I love the evil instincts inside yeah. of her. Like she didn't even think about it. She was like, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. Scar this you child could, forever. Yeah, I couldn't write that. No. Like, you couldn't write that maneuver into a movie. Like, yeah, And just say, you know, first of all, Everything sounds good with an English accent. We we do agree with that. Oh, absolutely. Sweetie, I don't know you, but you're sexy. Yes. <laughs> Hot. And and the way that she said, you're it, was so good. Yeah. It was li- like Jared was saying, this was like out of a movie. Like, incredible story, but the, also the delivery was, was really, spot on. really, really oh, well, well done. So. Spot on. I got to so, say, I support job. her. If, if there's not a parent standing by to say, honey, you don't point and you don't make remarks about people's appearance... Then we got to take it into our own hands. That's true. And you know what? Like, I don't have kids, but if I did, I would be devastated if they tr- made somebody feel that way. It's okay for kids to be curious and and do inappropriate shit. They do it, but your your the mom should be there mortified, you know, so you you feel okay about it. But you know what, lady, you had to parent that child, and you did a good job. That child learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, Bravo. What? that child's gonna look back on that as a life lesson. If they remember it, or maybe the trauma. After the five (laughs) and six years of therapy, they'll be like, you know what? That kid deserves it. It's just repressed deep down (laughs) in there. And lots of people have psoriasis, including Kim Kardashian. And let's normalize that shit. We all can't help these conditions. And you shouldn't, there shouldn't be remarks at physical appearance stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? I think you did the right thing. I love it. If you were on the stand, I'd find you innocent. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic story. Yes. Next up, in the worst thing you've ever done, here we go. All right, so here is my story for probably the worst thing that I've ever done. So my first year of college, I am invited by this guy to this party. So I go to this party with this guy off campus at someone's house, and I'm just slamming shots and get blackout drunk. Pretty much the only thing I remember from that night is hooking up with this guy at that person's house on top of the washing machine. I don't remember anything else from that night. Don't remember how we got back to his dorm room. Don't remember anything. Don't remember anyone who was at that party. So the next day, I'm at work, and I get this text saying, hey, is this this person's number? So I respond and say, yeah, who's this? And I get this text back saying, you're such a fucking whore. I can't believe you would leave and not clean up your mess. How disgusting is it to leave blood all over someone's washing machine and not clean it up? So apparently during my sexcapade the night before, I bled a lot all over this random person's washing machine. And in my blackout drunkenness either didn't notice or didn't care i was absolutely mortified after getting this text and couldn't believe that i had left blood all over and didn't clean it up so i didn't even respond and say sorry so that's my story for probably the worst thing that i've ever done Okay, first of all, why wasn't her friend more concerned that maybe she had gotten murdered? Or well, they, she didn't know them. But she then, didn't know anyone at this party. Then how did they know it was her? How did they get the phone number? She doesn't know. But she said, <gasps> I don't know a single person at this party. I only knew the guy I was there with. So she didn't explain how they knew it was her, but like she didn't know anyone at this party. Remember anyone at this party? 
So it's not clear how the number was given. I just straight to shaming though. It looks like a crime scene. That's you know? what I'm saying. I think the straight to shame is super fucked up because yeah. if I found blood everywhere, I'd be worried about somebody. That's I'd... what I'm saying. Like, wouldn't you be concerned about her safety? Even more if it than... was a stranger, yeah, I would. And I think disparaging somebody without all the information is really fucked up. And like, if you're a woman too, fucking have some compassion. Like, listen, listen. Nobody is bleeding all over somebody's on property <laughs> on purpose. No, like we're not. Do- we don't do that out of vengeance. No. And it's a washing machine. It's something wipe that it you up. can. It's not even fabric. You don't <laughs> yeah. have to wash it. It's not like I'm also yeah. sorry. You have a rager with a bunch of strangers. Like you're opening yourself up to this kind of thing. And you know what, girl? Men don't have to worry about this because they don't have fucking periods. Mm-hmm. Like we're we can't be on top of it all the fucking time. <laughs> We just can't. And you know what? You couldn't either. And you're entitled to be blacked out in your college years. I'm glad you're safe, yeah. first listen, of all. But- listen, I would also rather deal with that than deal with somebody puking all over the place. 100%. There's like, nothing worse than puke. Or like shitting their pants all over the Honestly, place. Honestly, girl, this is the best case scenario for you. <laughs> Jared's face. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You'd I mean, rather that- have... Sh- I mean, vomit you, some people well some people do are really bad with blood not me but some people are right like but that's not really a wound but jared do you understand what's well, going sh- on yeah, but you <laughs> but you you like enter like the the scene you don't know what yeah you're entering there, the crime you know? scene you don't but, know but, but they obviously the they assumed they assumed that like you're on your period how dare you bleed True. all over the place True. like like literally that could have been hurt that's not the kind of text she would have gotten um so all i want to say is we're in your court Mm-hmm. On your side, um, these things happen, and you can't beat yourself up. Again. Periods are a thing that men don't have to deal with. It's an added space in your head that you can't always just monitor a hundred percent. And you're entitled to your party times. And again, I think your part, your point of the fact somebody's going to throw a rager and invite a bunch of people that they don't know. What do you think is going to happen? You yeah. think people are going to? Bring their own wine and have their own like little fancy drink, and then leave at eight p.m. I bet you this. I bet you this party had like a vat of jungle juice. Like I bet you they were trying to fuck people up. Probably the least of their worries. What happened in the laundry room? Honestly, leave her alone. She was getting hers, and you know what? Women shouldn't be afraid to have sex in their periods either. So you do you, girl. Fuck that house owner. Mm -hmm. Don't know if it was a man or woman, but. You're safe here. Track yes. your cycle and go back over. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah>. Double down. <laughs> That's what we do. Double down. Always. All right. Well, that is the conclusion of this week's Killing Time. And you know, we always set it off with a nice Costanza stanza. So take it away, Alexis. I have to say that this one I'm very proud of. Okay. Brace yourselves. I'm a little George Pot. Short <laughs> and stout. <laughs> Here is my bald head, and here is my pout. When my glasses steam up, then I shout. I'm fucking George Costanza. Now peace out. Wow. Amazing.